clock's ticking. You've got only a short amount of time before you start your new job. Is that right? Yes, yes. One week to... What day is it today? One week yesterday. So less than a week until I start. Um, very exciting. Uh, well, lots of feelings. Excitement. <laughs> nerves. <laughs> worry. <laughs> the uh, I'll probably get imposter syndrome at some point. You can't get imposter syndrome when you're new. I don't think... It's not... A, you're not impost. You're not an imposter. You're just brand new. That's that's fine. That doesn't come until sort of two or three years in. <laughs> well, I thought yeah, I've not got a degree. I've not done any official training. Should I be here? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, Have right. they that hired sound, the right sound, person? <laughs> that does sound like it. Have I just tricked them with my interview skills? Those sorts of things. <laughs> Do you feel that tricky? Do you think you could have tricked them? No, I'm not that sort of person. But no, and I don't. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. I feel I've got good interview t- interview technique. So anyway, uh, I'm sorry for last week. I was uh, not feeling the most energetic as I was a bit... We'll bl- we're saying we're going to blame it on the jet lag. You say blame it on the jet lag. I think it's about 99% sure it was jet lag. <laughs> <laughs> I got back and then I started doing physical labor for about three days, which my body was not used to after going to a wedding and being in America with lots of big everything <laughs> food <laughs> drinks <laughs> um so yeah well i probably was that <clears throat> i didn't feel it i didn't feel like it was that at the time but retrospectively i guess it was if it's any consolation everybody else knew at the time <laughs> <laughs> why did no one say anything so with all that does that mean you have a question in the front of your mind i do i do i want to know how to prepare for a new job in a new career, more specifically. <laughs> but how do you prepare for a new job is the question for the week. Oh, it's nice that we can have one that's genuinely pertinent to, yeah. to your, your situation <laughs> right now. Yes, definitely on the front of my mind at the moment is how do I make sure I'm ready the first day? I don't want to go in completely blind, but I also don't want to... I've been thinking, do I do loads of coding to get myself ready? Or should I chill out a bit more, relax, uh, make sure I've got enough energy so that when I go in and learn all these new things, that that works. But as well as asking you, Tom, I've also asked um, the internet. I've put it out on Twitter. And as well, a big shout out to everyone that was said congratulations to me. I did my... Uh, the official announcement on yeah, you, Twitter. Yeah, you blew up. It was great. <laughs> I blew up. Yes, yeah, so thank you to all those people that have sent their congratulations. And if you're listening and you want some advice, other than that I've given on the podcast, I've been more than happy. I've already been chatting to a few people. Please feel free to send me a message or anything and I can talk to you further. Anyway, back to the podcast. <laughs> Smooth. Let's talk more around more about what your question, what your internal thoughts are before getting other people's opinions this is so the job i've got is a new language it's not the same language that i it's not python so i've been doing python for two years and the job is i don't think there's any python there at all as far as i'm aware i noticed you changed Um, your twitter handle as a result (laughs) yes well i I put it as something more generic because i felt like i don't want to squeeze myself into a hole there (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i've been thinking should i be spending my free time at the moment working on learning this new language we're learning some c plus plus learning some c sharp those sorts of things or should i be kind of just taking this last the last long holiday i'll get i suppose um 
before I dive into this career. So I wasn't I wasn't sure. Oh, that's going to be a real shock to the system. Yeah, <laughs> having to actually work for a living. My word. No. I, I think I asked you the other day, didn't I? When do, when do you get half term when you're a, when you're a, <laughs> working in tech? No, it's easy to joke. I know you you did work very hard as a teacher, but it's an easy point to mock on. Um, but yeah. so your your options as, as you see them are work like do homework and prep stuff, or get yourself in the right frame of mind by stepping back from code. Yes, but I my problem is um, if I'm doing one, I feel guilty about not doing the other. Yes, <laughs> it's like ca- catch twenty two. <laughs> If I'm working, I think, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this because I'm going to be doing this probably for the rest of my life. Uh, on the other hand, I think, oh, I should be getting ready for this new job. So it's kind of a, a sticky situation. Um, so whichever way I do it, I'll probably feel a bit guilty. But really, you're looking to try and be as prepared as you can be for this job. Yes, I would like to be prepared. In the, in the right frame of mind, coming in ready to hit the ground running and like, impress and be good. Yeah, of course, of course. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, or what other way do people get into jobs? I <laughs> but I mean, uh, I know you, you laugh, but a lot of people will change jobs in quite a sudden... I know a lot of people who finish one job on a Friday and start the next one on a Monday. Um, I mean, maybe it's not so much, not so dramatic when it's not a co- complete career change, when it is more just sort of moving from one company to another. But people do, you know, people do rush through these things and don't have that time to reflect that they, they perhaps would be useful. I mean, I've, I always try and every time I've switched jobs, I've tried to take a few days at least, like a long weekend, if not a whole week if possible. Um, generally, it's sort, of coincide, it's sort of coincided when I've actually been able to book some holiday as well, which has been nice. So it is, I think there's a lot to be said for sort of clearing your mind, clearing the decks and going in fresh, which you, you wouldn't get if you just dove straight in after, um, after stopping something the weekend before. Yeah, that's true. I think... It being a career change is a bit different to just changing jobs within the same sector. Um, and, yeah, I'm lucky that I've got these weeks where I'm able to have a few holidays and make the most of the long summer that I've had. And then that's also given me a couple of weeks where I can either prepare or get mentally ready for the job as well. So I would say, I would suggest that's kind of a good thing, having a couple of weeks off at least, um, especially if you're changing career, because it's quite a big it's quite a big shift and I wouldn't want to finish teaching on the Friday and then start my job on the Monday. I think that would be a, um, I don't know, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe diving in at the deep end and you get, you get into it straight away. But personally, I quite like having the time to prepare. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the flip side of that is that you've had so long to prepare and because it's a career change and it's such a big deal, it's something you've been looking forward to for literally two years. You've been dreaming about this moment. Yeah, I do, I do want could, it to happen. <laughs> you could, no, you could um, you could suffer from overthinking it. You could get yourself worked up into a, a real state and go in all anxious and frenetic and feeling like it's make or break on that first day. And if you don't, if you haven't sort of blown the doors off the place within twenty minutes, that you're an abject failure and an imposter and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. Which I think is a, another genuine danger. Yeah. Have you got any tips for first day? It's very hard. I find I find that kind of thing very intimidating. It's always a shot of adrenaline and meeting new people and trying, yeah, like you say, trying to put on your best your best face and be impressive, but also be friendly and not overwhelming. Um, mm. uh, I don't think I've got any actionable tips for the first day. You're a nice, friendly chap. I think you. I don't think you'll have any trouble. Oh, thank you very much. Um, so. <laughs> So don't do any Elvis impressions, but uh, 
No, my Elvis. My Marlon Brando, on the other hand. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think that I have anything genuinely useful to say that's actionable for the first day, other than just be a nice, friendly person, which you are. So I think you should be fine. Hmm. Thanks. Um, um, how would you answer the question? Pretend you were a... You've decided to change career, Tom. Um, and you've said, you know what I want to really want to do? I really want to become a teacher. <laughs> Why anyone would do that, I don't know. And you were starting teaching in two weeks, in a week. Well, presumably if I'd done that, I would have had to do a teaching qualification to even be allowed to do it. So I don't know that that's a good analogy because I would already be prepared from having studied for ages. Yeah. That's a good point. I've studied for mm. ages for this. <laughs> just on my own (laughs) there's a there's a big there is a big difference between self-study self-directed study and the kind of prep that you've been doing to get yourself in a position where you are demonstrably qualified for a programming job and the there's a big difference between that and structured formal learning that is actually tailored around how the career works it's a it's a genuine requirement um a, a teaching qualification you like there's legislation saying you can't do it without that. So or, so there's a whole, you've got a support network of institutional structure preparing you for what you're going going into and all sorts of advice that you get from doing a formal course. Um, and it's, it's an interesting point that most people going into programming jobs don't have that. It's very rare. I think a lot of people do go straight into programming careers out of computer science degrees. Certainly not the majority. I think if anything, it's, it's maybe half. Um, Maybe, I, might, I suspect it's probably less than that. I think most people are self-taught. Certainly all the ones I've come across, it's probably you know, 40%, 60% self-taught people. My answer to this, to not to get distracted by talking about changing a hypothetical career, but specifically to get into a coding career where you're going to be working in a language, um, I think there's a value to keeping your head, your mind free, to actually having a proper break and being relaxed and ready to face what comes. But at the same time, there's a sort of, there's a, almost a muscle memory that comes from writing code, and I think it's useful to keep those muscles toned in that period as well. So don't completely disengage, don't take your mind to a different place entirely. Just maybe find a fun little project to work on for a few days, something that um, still flexes the muscles that you're going to be using when you start, but just sort of keeps you keeps you tuned up and ready to go. That doesn't require too much like stress. Doesn't put you under any pressure. You don't like have a deadline specifically. You don't have any um, time requirements. So you're not going to feel guilty if you only spend ten minutes a day doing something. At least you've done something just to keep that rhythm, the internal rhythm that you've got of coding going. Yeah, that's actually a really good point, and it's something I have been doing a little bit. But kind of my the website stuff I've been working on, and it's getting in back into the flow of just working with a computer again when I haven't done it for a couple of weeks. Yeah, particularly because you've already had a big break. I think getting back into that rhythm is important. So do that yeah, now. Definitely. Don't be doing that on the day that you start. Don't turn up and be like, oh, how does a keyboard work again? Because I get that. I go on. If I go on holiday, I mean, I came back from a three week holiday recently, and I could barely type <laughs> I'd, I'd been so relaxed that all that kind of muscle memory and knowledge that i have about even just shortcuts and the um shortcuts in my text editor all of that had just sort of evaporated while i'd been gone so it took me <laughs> it took me a whole morning to, to get that rhythm going again yeah yeah and that's kind of links um, um going back to what i was saying earlier about people on twitter that had replied i asked i asked this question 
Um, and Dave Bernhardt said, don't worry about it, Ed. You've been hired because you're good enough. If you want to code, make sure it's something that excites you, not something you feel like you should be learning. They'll bring you up to speed. So I think that's kind of going along with what you said about make sure I'm I'm doing some form of coding, but I don't necessarily have to be doing exactly what I'm going to be doing in my job. But it's just that, like you say, that muscle memory of just being on a computer, building stuff, working on stuff. I mean, I, I was working on my website today and I was trying to update it and had basically forgotten. <laughs> so I had to... Uh, I had to go through back to the docs and uh, work out what I was doing again because <laughs> I, I, hadn't, I hadn't done it in so long. I've, I'd forgotten how to do it. Yeah, and I think there's there's a lot of there's a couple of interesting points. Well, the whole tweet is nice, but there's a couple of interesting points in there that we've not really addressed yet. One is that this is something that excites you. This is you've you've got to this point through sort of effort and passion, and there's a love for what you're doing. Embrace that. Lean into that in this period and also the really important sentence there is you've been hired because you're good enough which is definitely worth stressing because you've gone through the effort of a technical interview and you've gone through the effort of learning to be able to do all this stuff in the first place now someone has seen that and you've been able to prove it to them you they the people who fired you are smart people <laughs> they know what they're doing <laughs> hiring is hard but they wouldn't ever take that kind of chance on someone they didn't think could do it you've proved that you can do it so don't feel like don't feel like there's any cramming that you have to do in this last, you know, in this in these last few days. Yeah, and I guess that applies to anyone that is that is in that position that's been hired. They have hired you for a reason, and they've hired me for a reason. And I need to keep remembering that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think yeah. it's easy to forget, um, and I think everyone who, particularly those who are nervous and anxious about starting something new and feeling the pressure of having to live up to expectations of something they've been building towards for a very long time. Once you've got to that point, you've got your offer, you're going to start. That's a fantastic vote of confidence in you and you should you should really embrace that while you've got it. Um, yeah. And take take the chance to, to revel in having succeeded. This is a, it's a fantastic achievement and you should enjoy it. Don't, get, don't be worked up about it. Hmm. I will. So what were some of the other things that people said? Sarah Schwartz said, I would personally chill if at all possible. Whenever I start a new job, I'm super tired the first two weeks, trying to absorb all the new stuff, learning people's names, etc. So it's good to go in as relaxed as possible. And that's kind of what you were saying. That is excellent advice. Yeah, that is excellent advice. And I'd forgotten about names and things. I mean, as a teacher, you have to learn all the names, but it, I mean, I've not done that in a while. <laughs> so and usually i i wouldn't know half the kids names so i just go oh you there um so i think learning names is something i just hadn't thought about um and is obviously something you're not going to have the power dynamic that you have when you're a teacher either no exactly you can't just say you there when you're the when you're the new guy <laughs> <laughs> i won't be able to boss people around and uh, give them detentions if they don't do what i ask so that'll be a bit different well i was sticking on that point it's yeah be braced that I mean, there's a certain amount of admin and stuff that happens when you start a new job. It's, it's unlikely you're going to do any substantial amount of coding in that first time. The important thing is to meet the people and to get a sense of the space. And yeah, there's probably a canteen and there's probably somewhere where you need to park. And there's all sorts of logistical stuff that is very, very important to settling into the job and getting on with your teammates. But maybe you might not have be mentally prepared for if you're thinking oh, oh i've got to turn up and code and, and program yeah so there you go tom you do have some advice for the first day <laughs> yeah, after yeah. all excellent <laughs> <laughs> let's scrape the barrel there but we got there what else so 
Rob Anthony, also a teacher, um, and he's been he was teaching for thirty years, um, and became a web developer last year, and he said he's loving it. So that's hopeful. Oh, that's good um, to hear from someone who's gone through a very similar path. That's yeah, exactly. Impressive. Yeah. But I don't think I could have lasted in teaching for 30 years. That's quite impressive. Uh, yeah, so that's... big shout out to Rob there. Um, but he said, uh, I think coding is a continuous learning sort of profession. There's always new stuff to learn. You could check with your new employer what tech they use and brush up on stuff that I don't know that well. And he said he found the first few weeks a really steep learning curve. Yeah, so I think he's right, isn't he? That we've talked about this before on the podcast. We, you always keep learning, um, and I guess that's similar to teaching in a way. There was always new things to be doing, um, and this was an interesting point about I hadn't really thought about actually getting in touch with the, my employer and asking them what I should be doing. But I guess I, I, I feel like it's a bit too late now, um, with maybe th- three, four working days to go until I start. <laughs> That sentiment was also echoed by a friend of the show, Gary Schuttler, who said, perhaps ask your future employer for some book recommendations. Um, it may help me understand how they do things and smooth the onboarding process a bit. So it's that getting in touch with my current, I guess, employer um, and asking them what they'd suggest, some book recommendations maybe. That's, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and often there are a lot of systems in tech. There's a lot, there was a lot of sort of uh, buzzwords and jargon. Um, and sometimes they can be really useful, and some quite often, though, like if it's some if something has become a buzzword, there's going to be a book about it, or there's going to be uh, salient blog posts and articles and things, and sort of ancillary reading that you can do around the topic. Um, so knowing having yeah something to do a bit of research around is is pretty good. Yeah, definitely, and I think. Um Again, this kind of came up when I was doing my research on the company, when I was applying for them. They have their own blog where they um, discuss their practices. So I'm going to be reading through that as well just to get more of a feel how the company works and the sorts of things they do as well without necessarily having to get in touch with them and bother them before I start. I wouldn't think of it as bothering them. You're setting yourself up to succeed and and your success is to their benefit. Um, They want you you to be an effective and productive employee. having a good dialogue with the people you're going to be working with is a great thing to have before you start. Um, and even if it's just something simple, like having a point of contact that you can just get in touch with, just so you get a sense of like what the dress code's like and uh, how intense the first day is going to be and uh, what, what are you expecting to achieve over the first week or two? They're useful questions to ask. Um, as well as yeah, the, the wider thoughts around sort of what are the what are the principles that guide the organisation, and are there any methodologies that w- it would be helpful to know in advance? So yeah, so there's lots of I guess more than you would imagine to think about before you start a job. Usually you think oh, I just turn up on the first day and that's that, but there is quite I guess there's a lot I could be doing if I wanted to, but I think kind of the overall the most prevalent uh, opinion seems to be that I should just make sure I'm in the kind of right headspace to be starting with the correct sort of energy, but while having also done a little bit of coding just so that I'm not completely fresh and, like you say, trying to remember how to do it when I'm there. Yeah, that's a really good summing up of of the advice, I think. And everything seems to be... Yeah, there seems to be a a spectrum of sort of relaxing versus preparing. Um, If if you're in there somewhere, that's going to be good. I think the important thing takeaway from all of this is that you've got the job you're there you if you do nothing between now and then you'll be fine don't get worked up about it um all you have to do is turn up now 
Um, but anything you can do internally to help yourself feel better about that process is just going to make make things go more smoothly. But don't feel guilty about not having done anything. So if you do want to just completely relax, that's fine. But there are also lots of little sort of little things you could be doing just to keep that keep that momentum internally going. Yeah. Could you say it depends on the sort of person you are? No, I don't think it does depend. I think it's the same to everybody. I think it's the same for everybody. <laughs> I'm just trying to get that in there. I know, um, I know. I'm trying to, trying to. Oh yeah. So many. It depends. Answers. I'm trying to. That's life. Life depends, Tom. So often it doesn't. <laughs> Thanks a lot for listening. Make sure you check us out on Twitter at aqo code, and you can find our website at aqoc.dev or a question of And also, as a quick reminder of our Twitter handles, I'm at Thomas Hazeldean. Ed has changed his, and he is now. Ed underscore the underscore coder. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Underscores? Underscores? You chose underscores? I didn't choose them. I just couldn't think of anything, uh, and that was the only one that was... We're going to cut this, but it was the only one that was... um, Relevant and and available. Yes. The availability was the problem there. Yeah, (laughs) they've got, like, domain names, haven't they? Twitter handles. (laughs) Yeah.